0: All right, let's get after it. hour three on the Plank Show. Brought to you by Moppin' Roofing with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. In Tulsa on 1430 The Buzz. 94.7, the Ref Powerful FM Stick out of Oklahoma City. Across the state, kref.com. And, of course, in Norman at 99.3 FM and 1400 AM. Let's, uh, I, I teased something.
1: So you ready to get after it? Uh, yes, let's do just that. Let's get after it.
0: Time for the Newcastle Casino top 5 stories of the day.
1: And we will get after it in as soon as I can load this up. No,
0: that's I'm sorry. I thought I
1: gave you enough time. <laughs> no, I you're good. Yeah, no, you're good. Let's go. It's time for the top 5 stories of the day. Seven! Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play.
0: Let's go, man. Ah, Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com with 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas hold'em, and Baccarat, the best reels in the Metro, Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five. All right, so... The the question was asked about where are we with the Big 12 schedule and where are we with the Big 12 schedule release. Well, yesterday, during a, a get-together with the media, Neil Brown, of all people, the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers, said this, quote, I know – who we are playing, but I don't know when we are playing them. So so to me, Josh, I, I mean, it, it might be a situation like the, I don't know if it was Eddie Murphy Raw or Eddie Murphy Delirious, where, where he said, you give a starving man a cracker, he'll eat that cracker like it's the greatest thing he's ever had in his life. What is that? Is that a saltine? Is that a Ritz? That's a great cracker. Great bit. But I I wonder if this is me just so hungry for any kind of of scheduling news that I'm looking too much into it whenever he says, hey, we know who we're playing. Because to me, when you're talking about a 14-team league, right, where you're going to play nine conference games – It seems like it's a pretty big deal when you know the four teams that you aren't going to play and the nine that you are. Am I making too much of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're just trying to figure out, okay, which date goes where. Uh, You know, I mean, you you totally know what, uh, and you probably have a pretty good idea of kind of what's going on with Oklahoma and Texas, I would think. You would think. So, Texas
0: is slated to go two- Morgantown next year. Oklahoma would host West Virginia. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Oklahoma's going to play West Virginia next year. If I'm making my guess right now, I had a a guy on Twitter that I had started to really dig his perspective on this, and then he went a little dark on me, so I wonder if if, if he's sharing too much information. I'm just kidding, TJC. But he had heard – that the teams that Oklahoma wouldn't play – well, let me just – the teams that remain – good lord, The teams that remain in the Big 12. That Oklahoma would not play. Hold on, because my math is going to be terrible at figuring this out. So I'll just give you the teams that they would play, so then that way you can deduce from that. They would play Iowa State, West Virginia, TCU, OSU, and Kansas. They would play UCF at home. They would travel to BYU and Cincy, so they would miss out on having to play Houston.
1: And they would play Texas as well. Obviously. Right, right.
0: Red. I'm sorry. Neutral side, Red River shootout. You're right. So that would be the nine, according to his sources. Um, Com- Wait, so
1: you said they'd miss out on Kansas State and who?
0: So that would be... Kansas, well, I guess in this instance they would play West Virginia. So they would miss out on Kansas State. They would miss out on Baylor, which I, I think would be a pretty big deal. Houston. And then who would be the home games that they would miss out on? Because you're really only losing one home game. So who would be slated to come here that wouldn't be coming here? It would be, where did we go last year? So we went – I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on this, right? now. when I've lived this for the better part of the entire 20, 2023 calendar year. All right, hold on. I'm pulling up the schedule for 22 to kind of see if, if this is going to come to my mind before I find it. So um, – oh, Texas Tech. Thank you. Texas Tech wouldn't be coming here. So you wouldn't play Texas Tech. You wouldn't go to Waco and – you wouldn't go to kansas state is what i would take away from that rumor but in the same vein if if what's out there is right and neil brown knows who he has then that would lead me to believe Josh that all other 14 coaches 13 including neil brown would know who they have so you would under understand you would understand who you have or who you don't have
1: well if that's the case then just put the schedule out. If we know who everybody has, then we can't be far away from the final step, which would be, okay, here's how the puzzle pieces fit together. And now said puzzle is done.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and we, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday on this show, but you would think that if that's out, hey, here's who – because even – I mean, the NFL knows who they're going to play next year. Right the big 12 is in a unique situation with all of this josh why because of because of the four new teams so team we just can't say well we know the we know the nine teams are going to play we know the four home games we know the four road games and we know we know we know the red river rivalry where it's going to be but you can't say that this year i'll tell you what um as a as an ou fan if indeed the the case would be, you're not going to Waco or Manhattan. I'm perfectly fine with that. Even though I don't know how good Baylor's going to be this year, but I'm perfectly fine with that. And I would say, I, I, I would I would thoroughly guess that Texas Tech would be coming here before an Iowa State would, right? I would thoroughly assume that we're going to play in Manhattan as opposed to going to play. Oh, I'm I'm. Did I say, yeah. I would assume we're going to play in Manhattan as opposed to going to play in Lawrence, but it's all, it's all up for grabs. It's all up for grabs right now,
1: man. I just with Kansas state expected to be maybe the best in the big 12 and certainly on that short list as a big 12 champion candidate, right? I get that probably for the most part, you're splitting OU and Texas up on people's schedules. I don't know how you can have K-State not play both OU and Texas. I know. I mean, it's too big of a ratings draw.
0: And and it's been – you know, and there's that – boy, we we really are going deep here on Big Story 5. But it's also one of those situations, Josh, where are you, are you actually rewarding them for not having to play them? Like, in other words, hey, we know that it's a big ratings draw and we know you get a good crowd, but – we think you're going to be pretty good next year, so let's go ahead and make sure that we don't we don't put you in a position to where you can walk away with an L. Which I know some are like, "Oh, Texas sucks," and Oklahoma was six and seven last year. Yeah, but I still don't think most want that smoke. But that's just me. Jeff, the Amazon driver, a first. This is a first, Josh. First time we've ever done this in the middle of the top five stories of the day. Good morning, Jeff. Stop down for a text. That's how important you are, Jeff, the Amazon driver. Last week on one of the shows, somebody suggested dropping the non-conference games and playing all the teams, and everybody shot that idea down really quick. I was just curious as to why it was, why they would. Is it a money thing? Uh, are those non-conference games extremely profitable, or is it just something that is required for all teams to do? I wouldn't mind it, but there's also there's there's schedules that are already made you know you've got you've got non conference games that have been scheduled out for you know for a minute mm-hmm. i think I think Oklahoma State, if you're just talking about future schedules, I think they're going to Arizona State this year, so I mean you couldn't at this point it might be a little bit too late to back out. I know Oklahoma's going up to the nine one eight so it would be you know you would have to back out of all these and make them up later so I I don't I just think it would be too much.
1: Just fun. as one for instance. Let's take let's take Kansas State for example, okay. right? I'm listening. And you could do this with just about every team in the league. But I just because Kansas State was the first school I looked at at Missouri next year, okay? Southeast Missouri Troy, the every single one of these games, Kansas State would first of all they'd have to play an extra game to begin with. Okay, They'd have to play 13 games instead of 12, which I don't even think you could do, because there'd be a 14-team league, and to play everybody, you'd have to play 13 games. That's one extra than even you're allotted to begin with, right? So that's obstacle one. Obstacle two is you'd have to buy out of the contract to both Southeast Missouri and Troy and Missouri. And... All of these schools, while in theory it's great, and I would love that, and I'd love to see everybody just play a Power 5 schedule, just play all of your conference teams and go from there. Schools aren't in the business of buying out the Missouri contract, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right.
0: There you go. So I I hope that answers the question, Jeff. But it's not a bad idea. All right. uh, By by the way, you mentioned we have a little breaking news, too, in the portal. Keep it here, big story number five. We do. We do. David Agwebu?
1: Would you like me to share it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) David Agwebu telling uh, this is from Mark Berman of Fox 26, which I assume is in Houston. Uh, He says he's transferring to the Houston Cougars where, quote, I've decided to play ball at the University of Houston for my last year. I'm going to be making a position change to defensive end, end quote.
0: I think a lot of people were thinking that could be a possibility if he came back here. But maybe that just wasn't an option for him. Hmm. All right, so David Aguay, but good luck. I'm kind of shocked he didn't go to a Power 5 school, but in the same vein, Houston's a Power 5 school now. Right? They're a Big 12 team. Right. So,
1: yeah, there you go. Which, again, and I'm glad we brought this up here, because just real quick, I know we have to move on, but in the scheduling sense, now all of a sudden, if you didn't have Houston on Oklahoma's schedule, do you say, well, Got, got a little David Aguayo wrinkle. It'd be pretty nice for TV,
0: right? All of a sudden, you have everything figured out, and it's like, all right, listen, we need to change this. Um, all right, big story number four. Number four. And oh, breaking news, Josh Helmer. All Norman Public Schools athletic events are canceled. Yep, for
1: tonight. Yep, 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 yep. Did you nope, have? Were nope. you on the
0: basketball call tonight?
1: I was set to broadcast Crosstown Clash wrestling. And it was going to be really cool. Actually, Tyler Roselli it was set to be on the call with me. He will be with me next Tuesday, but it's, it's gotten postponed to next week.
0: So, in other words, can we say that they're closed? Closed. We can. It's snowing, people. It's, it's beautiful outside. Enjoy it. We don't need to shut down the entire city over some snow. But here we are. And, by the way, I say that understanding is probably the smart thing to do. All right. Um. Mahomes yesterday, Andy Reed. I hear he's really good at coaching football. Andy Reed had this to say about where we are with Patrick Mahomes and kind of their expectations going forward with the MVP
1: quarterback as far as injuries go. Really? Patrick is the, the main one. And as you guys know, he hurt his ankle. So it's uh, that's a, uh, you know, it's been reported. That it's a high ankle sprain. So pretty accurate.
0: They reported that it's a high ankle sprain, pretty ac- accurate. But he's going to play.
1: He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment. It is doing okay. He told you guys. I mean, he he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So I mean, that's uh that's his mindset. And then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does.
0: And then there one one more. As far as injuries go. Really oh, like hold Patrick. on! I just I apps I absolutely played the same thing twice. Let's go. Um. See, I was thinking about this, Josh, and we were having our conversation yesterday about the amount of teams that aren't happy with their quarterback situation. You know, Chad Henney led a pretty important 98-yard drive. I'm kind of thinking maybe it's time for Kansas City to start the Henney era, and maybe it's time to move on from Mahomes. Maybe he's trying to do a little bit too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. They, they <laughs> at least have to explore the options. Right, you got to start thinking about it.
0: Uh, Have you heard anything more? Are you following this minute by minute, second by second?
1: Well, it sounds like, I mean, right there, sounds like what Kansas City feels is this is not as bad as the high ankle sprain that Patrick Mahomes suffered in 2019. Right. So, if that's the case, and and Mahomes, by the way, came back and threw for like 440 yards the next week. Now, I'm not saying he's going to play the the
0: Raiders the next week, didn't he? (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to do that against the Bengals because the, the Bengals, what they've been doing against elite quarterbacks, is uh, it's amazing the last couple of years. So he's got his, his hands full, but the outlook for Kansas City is much, much brighter than where it was as soon as he got rolled up on this past weekend and just in the immediate aftermath. It sounds like Kansas City feels pretty good about where he's going to be health-wise, which ultimately that's what everybody wants, right? Maybe not a a Bengals fan here or there, but I think everybody wants to see Burrow be Burrow, Mahomes be Mahomes, uh, Hurts be Hurts, and Purdy be Purdy, right? We want to see these Mm -hmm. conference championship games be played with everybody as close to full strength as we can possibly get it.
0: So was that the Raiders game when he came back in 2019 or no? I don't
1: don't remember who it was the following week, but he Mm -hmm. threw for, I want to say like 440 yards and maybe three or four touchdowns, so somebody lit up.
0: Um, you know, there is – I'll tell you what, dude. There's a lot of buzz about him being a little bit more hurt than people are letting on. And, again, I, I just had a source point out that line movement, so it'll be fascinating to watch. Oh, I'm kind of shocked right now that we don't have a Patrick Mahomes 24-7 update, but we'll see. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, so do you
1: think do you think Kansas City is playing a little bit of gamesmanship by saying and trying to put out there publicly that he's better off health-wise than he actually is? Do you think it's more problematic for Mahomes? Nah, I,
0: I mean, listen, dude, I like I said when this season started, I've seen this movie before, I've read this book, I've seen how this script finishes. This finishes with Mahomes going out and being awesome, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried about it.
1: And and we're gonna find out, I think, Plank within two series. We're going to have a great idea. Is he pretty limited, uh, mobility wise, or is he very close to being full strength, Mahomes?
0: Um, I'll I'll play the Tom Brady for you at the bottom of the hour, but we gotta hustle up here. So that's the latest on Mahomes, looking like everything KC is saying is he's on track to play. But that line did move in favor of the Bengals over the last 24 hours. All right, big story number three. Number three. Oh. Bama has finally has finally got an OC opening so their fans can rejoice. Bill O'Brien this morning hired as the new offensive coordinator at the New England Patriots. So O'Brien goes back home. Nick Saban is now looking for both an offensive and a defensive coordinator. Now, I know... Pete Thamel is thrown out there, the potential of, of Jeff Levy being in that mix. Many people that I've talked to in Bama, the, as this show has progressed, feel like this is Dan Mullen's job to, to take, and if it's not Dan Mullen, it might be Joe Brady and some who have been trying to, like, uh, like Keegan, who has been trying to put Cliff Kingsbury in Tuscaloosa. The, the reports out of Tuscaloosa are that Cliff Kingsbury wants to stay in the league. So we'll continue, continue to monitor that. A lot of good stuff on the Air Conference Solutions text line that we'll get to about Jeff Levy coming up in just a bit. Big story number two. Number two. Oh, boy, what a, what a tough one last night for the Kansas Jayhawks who fall to the Baylor Bears. <laughs> won three straight over KU here in Waco,
1: 75-69 Bears over the Jayhawks.
0: So Baylor loses its first three conference games. Now they haven't lost since then, and Kansas is now losers of three straight games. I think, what, Oklahoma's like the only team in the Big 12 that hasn't lost three straight games this year, but that was... I mean, Kansas just couldn't get anything going down the stretch. I have some Bill Self here that I was going to play, but literally it's someone recording it sitting right in front of him, and it just doesn't sound good.
1: Uh, 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 give uh, yeah, give Baylor credit. Uh, 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 they, guarded, they guarded. They guarded.
0: I heard that a lot. They guarded really well, but I thought I thought they, uh, at times the, the refs swallowed the, the whistle, and I also thought at times, Josh, Baylor got a very favorable whistle and first, took advantage of it.
1: First time. Baylor has beaten Kansas in back to back games. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's wild.
0: All right. Um, are you ready for a big story, number one? Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh, I will go all in on Oklahoma and TCU when we come back. We, uh, we had a little Joe Lenardi on what Oklahoma needs to do to ensure its spot in the dance. We'll reset that. Plus, Plus, Tom Brady on his future. It's all coming up as we head down the home stretch of the Plank Show right here on the ref.
1: I want to Mayor Comfort Solutions' today- text.
0: Oh, said <laughs> Brent from Jinx writes um, If OU lets Lebby leave, it'll be a travesty. This is. Would be the worst thing for OU going into the SEC, plus risking losing Jackson Arnold and others that came to OU to play in levy system. We need to give him a pay raise and lock him for the next three to four years. And, oh, by the way, technically, technically, Pete Thamel did throw Josh he- Heupel's name out for the job. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, God! Mistake. Unbelievable. Are you, I mean, listen, I-, I completely understand wanting to put – the biggest names out there. It's Alabama. But, I mean, in this instance, I don't doubt Pete Dammel's reporting, and I'm sure that Jeff Levy would be a candidate, but everyone that I talked to in Alabama, uh, the name Levy isn't coming up. It's all Dan Mullen. So we'll see.
1: Who was the other name that you said was a serious candidate, according to some Bama sources? Joe Brady. Okay, yeah, and that, that would be a – somebody floated this uh, idea to me. Is there any chance that Caleb Williams would consider Alabama if Brady winds up there? I don't know. I, I, think,
0: I think Caleb Williams is pretty set with his NIL deals at USC. But if, I, if there is one thing we've learned is in this NIL world where no one wants to do anything about tampering, if somebody got a hold of, of him and said, Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if we could get. Now, that's a guy, unlike Jaden Rashada, that if you can put together a $13 million package, you put it together right. and you go get him, right? Financially that would make sense.
1: Financially would make sense, right. yeah, for him.
0: Um. Here, Here's another one. This is good from the 405. Folks, Jackson Arnold's been on these airwaves and said even if Levy left, he's a sooner. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, to the four oh five five and anyone that's kind of worried about this story, because anytime one of your coaches specifically coordinator's name is brought up for a job, you start worrying about it, right? Especially if you like said coordinator and you think he's good. Um, but in, in this instance, yes, coordinators and coaches have done a fantastic job whenever it comes to bringing in uh, re- recruits. Jeff Levy was integral. In 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 a, in a main reason why Jackson Arnold is here, uh, we could go we could go down this list. Brandon Hall did an incredible job on all of the DB guys, right? But in that same vein, it's you know Brent Venables plays a major role in that too. Just a major major part of that. Gunny Stutzman army block all the doom and gloomers. No, there's no doom and gloom here, not at all, not at all. But it is it is kind of wild. Whenever you think about just how how fickle we view a lot of these things now, and, and part of that is because of the one-time transfer rule, and a lot of it is because of of nil. By the way, can I put a cap on the Jackson Dart situation from last week that caused like World War Three on on the Air Conference Solutions text line? <laughs> you may. Jackson Dart doesn't have a free transfer. He used it.
1: And Caleb Williams wouldn't
0: either, right? Right. So, you know, you would have to sit. Just because I know we've now added like seven different layers of how and when a guy can transfer, and Jackson Dart isn't graduated. So if Dart wanted to go to, say, somewhere else after spring ball, he'd have to sit out. A couple of other um, Air Comfort Solutions text. From the 405 by the way, the UCF ad also said we'd have a schedule last week, so I'm gonna go ahead and not believe Neil Brown either well it <laughs> the the UCF ad literally got mamboed m- as soon as that report came out. It's like, we'll have a schedule by uh January when did he say 20th and literally like two minutes after it was out he's like, that's not right i' I'm, I'm not right people. it's not the 20th <laughs> um. I, I just I guess I'm still in that group where I I think it's a big story whenever you have a coach that says, Hey, I'm I'm understanding of who we're playing. I know who we're gonna play. And that to me, when there's in a fourteen team league, four teams you aren't playing this year, I think that's fairly significant. Robert and Harris seems to be pointing a finger at me here. He writes, one reason the Levy thing has grown on social media is y'all keep talking about it. I heard your Levy Joe John take more than once on other K-Ref shows yesterday, Chris. Well, here's what happens, Robert, and part of it is playing radio. You know, I mean, I mean really it is. We we do, everyone does a three-hour show now, right, um, outside of uh, Steel Man goes, what, Noon to two, then you got locked in for an hour. But for the most part, we've all got content. And I think it's natural whenever a coordinator's name is brought up for another job and maybe there's a part of you that worries, gosh, he might take it, you start thinking about who's next. And I'll take responsibility for that. Um, And it ended up being a hell of a fight. I think you're over-evaluating the popularity of this show, but I'll take it, Robert, <laughs> or at least my takes. I would say this. I don't – if something were to happen, right, and Jeff Lebby gets a job or Ted Roof takes a job or what, or, or another assistant, what was there? There were rumors about what, Jay Valai, I don't think he was being rumored as a defensive coordinator at Ole Miss before they hired Pete Golding. I think there's one thing that you can be certain of there would absolutely be a line of people that would want to come here and work. And Oklahoma would pay to get the best they could. I, you, you know, a completely other side to this, and Robert, I appreciate the text, a completely other side to this. Do you think that there is a chance that any of these kind of hot shot college coordinators end up jumping to the NFL There's currently, and and I, this might, with the Patriots making the hire today, I think there's, there's nine offensive coordinator openings. You include the five current head coaching vacancies and four other teams that have moved on from their offensive coordinator. I mean, is there another way that could end up affecting the college? I mean, O'Brien Hartline is a guy that just got elevated at Ohio state to replace Kevin Wilson, but. There's been all kind of buzz about him being an NFL guy. Now, I don't know if he'd be ready to be an offensive coordinator or not in the NFL, but that's a name that's brought up quite a bit. I don't know. I think it's another angle to keep in mind with this. Uh, And then one more quick one, just because we've been talking a lot today about Jeff Levy. Frisco Sooner writes, I think the Levy to Bama possibility is kind of a great way to judge how confident Levy is in OU's program. Not just the offense, but the entire program. What I mean by that is, one, does he truly believe that OU is building a national title contender? And, two, does he think he can get hired at the same job coming out of OU as he could from Bama?
1: He should. Again, the list of Oklahoma offensive coordinators and what happened next, it's a quarter century of those guys getting head coaches jobs. Yep. So every opportunity that would be there from Alabama – is there from Oklahoma. Now, I do agree. Did you just read the text right there? Is that the same one that basically says, let me see if I can find this, that this will tell us a lot about the Levy's belief on the future of Oklahoma? Yes, yes, that was it. I agree with some of that. If Again, if Levy believes, Plank, that Oklahoma can be a national championship contender, that they've got their quarterback of the future in in Jackson Arnold. Right. You don't bolt just because it's Alabama and look what's happened in the last five Alabama offensive coordinators. Oklahoma has a similar history with the offensive coordinator position. Right. Right.
0: I'll tell you this much, too.
1: Um, I
0: would add, And this isn't a very popular take whenever we talk about coaches or even players. There is a very human element to this. What do you mean? Well, follow Jeff Levy's career path, right? Since leaving Baylor, he's been at, you know, four different places you know, from, from Southwestern when he was the OC, which isn't our South, or was it Southeastern or Southeastern? Yeah, which isn't our Southeastern. He went to Southeastern and rebuilt his career, went to UCF for a couple of seasons. Was it Ole Miss for a couple of, I mean, this is literally a dude that since 2016 has been at four different places. He's got young kids. He's got an awesome family, man. And he's coaching with his best friend and Joe, John Finley. So I, I know this isn't anything that people like to get too in depth with, but he's got, he's got a daughter. He's got a son. I think his son's name is Kane. Cain. It's Kane <laughs> And his wife stays. I mean, that's there in Oklahoma where he graduated from college where we wanted to plant roots and be for a while. So I think that's part of it too. By the way, I'm, I'm just going to answer this one time because y'all keep texting about it. No, no, just be, when you leave as a coaching change, you don't get a separate transfer for the one free transfer. We no, don't no, think. No. Yeah, no, I know. I wouldn't check. I double checked it. That's not the case. So everyone that's like, wait, wait, um, Caleb Williams has another transfer without sitting out. No, that's not the case. That's not how this works. You don't get a transfer for a coaching change and a free transfer. That's, wasn't that wasn't that what the rule was though? If if it was, I don't know, but that's they're not giving you that extra transfer. If you leave when a coaching change, you don't also have a separate free transfer. If you want to tag any more to it, maybe that's the case, but unless you're graduated, unless you're a graduate, you can't transfer again. Get one free transfer. And I and I don't know if there wasn't ever uh, if maybe during COVID if there was a coaching change, but one free transfer and not like this separate entity to it to where you can say, but there was a coaching change. So he gets that too." whatever that, that, if that was a rule before Josh, it's not anymore, but you get one, one. So I I appreciate all the help, but that's, that's how it's been explained to me like this from the four Oh five. Caleb doesn't have another free transfer unless he's graduated. You graduate. Good. You got another free transfer. You haven't graduated. But you've used your one transfer, that's your one free transfer. Mm -hmm. Then you got to start sitting out. So um, it's the way it is. I mean, listen, someone's like JT Daniels. I mean, hell, bro. JT Daniels is graduated. And and I think he got a graduate transfer from both Georgia and from West Virginia because it was like, oh, you graduated from uh, undergrad. Good job. And I think it's a second because he graduated from grad school. So you've got, oh, you got two freak transfers because he's graduated from so many damn schools. One more thought. I don't like this from the 918. Uh, the only way I would see Levy taking the Bama OC job is if Sabin, for some reason, wants Levy to succeed him. And I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, Nick Saban is thinking about a succession plan right now. Again, if you're just catching us today because you've had a busy day at work, um, you're out grinding away. Alabama officially has an offensive coordinator vacancy, and the rumors of Jeff Levy have ramped up because Pete Thamel mentioned his name. But as it stands right now, if we're putting odds on the betting favorites, those odds would include Dan Mullen, Joe Brady, and a long shot for Cliff Kingsbury though many feel like Kingsbury is staying in the National Football League if he even coaches next year. Or in Thailand. Or in Thailand, where he took a one-way ticket, and apparently no one has heard from him. But that hasn't stopped us from making up rumors. By the way, gosh, I know we got a break, Josh, but did you see what made the rounds even more so after this show wrapped up yesterday?
1: I'm sure I did, but what what are you referring to? It was the
0: fake Jalen Hurts quote. (laughs) Yeah, guys, that is not real that is no way he
1: said that he didn't
0: say i had to dig and apparently i'm blaming tattoo baker for this even though he doesn't follow me on twitter (laughs) you're crediting i'm crediting him yeah blaming crediting but i i i that was something that an ohio state player i think it was jameson williams said it about ohio state (laughs) and somebody put a picture of jalen hurts and reworded it with oklahoma and everyone just ran with it like
1: wildfire. I love it. It's not. Stop
0: it. You make us all look foolish. All right, quick break. We're back with a little Tom Brady talk. More of the text next right here on The Ref. Debating during the break, which insider, when you see a report from them, do you say, oh, that's BS? And Josh said, I'm more apt to tell you the list of people that I actually hear, and I'm like, okay, I'm buying that. So you said who? Uh, Woj in the NBA. Yeah, I feel like Rappaport you can trust in the NFL. Yeah, I think Rappaport's pretty good. Now, there is a lot of debate about how he got his start. Um, There's like one of those insiders that was kind of a a go-to. I can't remember his name for the life of me, like a young gun. And he claimed that the NFL network had decided Rappaport was going to be their guy. And you had to give all your scoops to him. So So he basically
1: just stole his scoops. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always kind of sad, a little bit weird huh. with me. But, but I don't think he's been wrong. I, th- I think he's 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 right most of the time. Um, but is is? I, I guess I bring this up in part because I wonder is Thamel part of that mix for you in college football now? Because to me, I feel like I feel like Bruce Feldman is the only guy where when he reports it, having talked to Bruce and getting to know him very, very slightly that he seems pretty pretty buttoned up, like he's not going to throw S off the wall and see if it sticks.
1: Bruce Feldman, highly, highly respected, would believe if he's got a report, yes. If he attaches his name to it, I'm buying that. There's a ton of heat to it, or it's, in a lot of cases, imminent, right? Pete Thamel, uh, Pete Thamel's pretty respected for me. Okay. I don't okay. feel like he uh, – I don't feel like he's just tossing Jeff Lebby's name out there okay? just to toss it out. I, somebody told him that, and whether it's – if it is Jeff Lebby's agent, right? Right. Then it's at least coming from Jeff Lebby's agent. He's not saying that just to say it. This isn't – right. and by the way, I'm going to make this clear. I think
0: 99% of the reports that you see on Twitter or social media are something that someone told, Right. It's just a matter of was it somebody that's just making us up to see what you'll believe like that poor sap in Arizona, who I think is still reporting about conference expansion for the big 12. Hey, I thought Josh, I thought Josh that uh, Utah had had a meeting and I thought that uh, Utah and Arizona were, were headed to the big 12 and Colorado and Colorado. Right. They're coming back. Ooh, dude, did you see this developing story? Charles who was arrested on domestic violence last night. Really? Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. We'll keep an eye on that story as the day progresses. Oh, man. Um, quick, quick little sidebar before we break. Tom Brady. Um, let's just say that he's kind of tired of being asked about his plans next year. Tom, you're leaving
1: everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time.
0: And then there's more. Since you're (laughs) antagonized by the question.
1: (laughs) You're scratching. It's only the question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Now, keep in mind. Good for Brady, man. (laughs) Right. I I actually thought it was really cool the way that he ended his press conference in Tampa Bay. For him to thank the the media media media, was... Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, and
0: there was there was a lot to that from uh reading some of the tampa bay media reports on it like in other words hey he he did really feel grateful um and and i know that this is probably some people get mad but they they respected a lot of his wishes whenever it came to his divorce and keeping his kids out of things right and they still reported on it, but they didn't do it in a way that... It wasn't TMZ-ish. Thank you. There you go. And I just thought that was kind of cool. All right, right now, listen, let's see. Hold on, let me check my update. At last turn, now there's Aaron Rodgers news today. But at last turn, I think we both had done the 180 that Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Where do you stand right now on January 24th, year of our Lord 2023, on what happens to Tom Brady?
1: I think he's going to play another game another season in the National Football League until I see otherwise I, I just I don't think this season left a good taste in his mouth and I think Agreed. he wants he wants some sort of a positive close now that might not be attainable anymore for him, but I think he's going to try one more time all right we owe you one more
0: segment and we owe you a lot of talk about OUTCU so let's talk about the matchup to put a wrap on this edition of the plank show next right here on the ref By the way, we're talking about insiders I got this text. I wanted to share it real quick. Um, I used to work at the NFL network with Ian Rappaport and talk to him five days a week. His reports are accurate and sources not given to him. So, help me out then, Lou. Who was it that was claiming he did that? Because it was a younger NFL network reporter who ended up getting fired and then went on this like scorched earth policy against Ian and others at the NFL network. Burn it
1: down, baby. Yeah, and I
0: can't find his name anywhere. They, they you probably- know, Lou.
1: Help Probably paid to get it scrubbed from the webs.
0: May I, 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 I can't remember this guy's name for the life of me. I love rap, by the way. I think his, his personality is really growing on me, but that's always kind of just, I don't know why. It's kind of stayed with me. Schefter. you got to believe Schefter. Like maybe it's Adam Schefter. All right, so Josh,
1: what do you think? Where are we going? Where are we going for tonight? What do you need to see? I need to see Oklahoma just find a way into the winner's column. <laughs> it's what I need to see. Do that, and uh, everybody will breathe a lot easier. If Hypothetically... Oklahoma wins tonight. It beats Bama this weekend. The, the whole world has flipped back upside down in a, a positive direction. So, look, they need their, their great players to be great tonight. I would like to see – I would like to see Milo's Yuzan get back to being aggressive. Right. You know, he was challenged by Porter Moser, and I don't know that he really responded to said challenge. I do like that, uh, you know, against Baylor, you're – primary or perceived primary stars each took double figure shots, right? Like Tanner Groves and Jalen Hill, they can't be out there not taking 10 shots a night. They need to take 10 shots a night. They did that, but I would like to see Miles Yuzan take more than five. And by the way, TCU TCU would
0: they would be among the more confusing teams for a top 10 team in college basketball to figure out this year. And I, I I know they're 11th, so... But, I mean, they've got a loss to Northwestern State. They've actually played a little bit better on the road than they have at home. You know, they 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 lost to Iowa State in a game they should have won at home. I don't know, I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, that'll be 7 o'clock tonight for Oklahoma and TCU. Sooner Radio Network at 6.30, and of course... ESPN Plus. Kansas State at Iowa State is a doozy too, along with Oklahoma State at Texas. Josh, see you back in studio tomorrow. Stay safe, my friend. Y'all too, be safe out there. Go a little bit slower. Go a little bit slower. Steelman and Thune at noon are next right here on the ref. We'll see you.